Red Pill Retirement Podcast, where we give you the raw, unfiltered truth about retirement planning in the modern age. Pensions and 401ks are quickly becoming a thing of the past, so we're here to share resources and recommendations that will help you create the retirement lifestyle you've always dreamed of. If you're ready to take control of your financial future, we're here to help. Let's get started. In this episode of the Red Pill Retirement Podcast, Ian and I discuss how to get your start as a professional coach or consultant. For people who are looking to earn additional retirement income on the side of their day job, or people who are looking to establish an income stream that they can transition to in a full-time capacity, coaching and consulting is often a lucrative but natural choice to make. So today, we're talking about how you can identify what type of coaching services you are well-positioned to offer, where you can find your first clients, what tools and resources you need to get started, and what you can expect in terms of time commitment and earning potential. This episode is full of actionable advice, so I recommend that you get something to write with because you're going to want to take notes. As always, I'll be back on the other side of the conversation to tie up any loose ends. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Ian. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. My name is James Sowers and I am your co-host and I am joined as always by Mr. Ian Bond. Ian, how are you doing today? Uh, James, couldn't be better. It's great to see you again and looking forward to today's show. Yeah, we've got another great one. I say that every show, but that's just because we keep pumping out the good content. I think today is going to be exciting for a lot of folks in our audience because this starts a series where we are going to dive deep into specific steps that you can take to generate income on the side of your job, or even if you want to do it full-time, to generate income indefinitely and sustain your retirement. That way, we're talking about coaching and consulting specifically today. Um, But Ian, do you have anything that you wanted to lead folks into? It looked like you had a thought there. Look, I think this is going to be a great topic. I think that, um, you know, I I can't think of anyone that I know that couldn't coach if they wanted to. So I think it comes down to saying, look, if you are a people person, then you can probably coach somebody on something. Now, if you don't want to be with people, then this is not probably the right thing for you. Yeah, totally agree. And um, to the same point, I don't know anybody that is operating at the top of their game, elite athletes, Olympians, surgeons, CEOs, at all walks of life, the people that are tier one in what they do, they all have a coach, every single one of them. And so I think that what that indicates is market demand for coaches. And if you are somebody who has knowledge, skills, and expertise in a specific area, there's somebody out there that can benefit from having a call, a conversation, and learning from you. Uh, right now, I have two coaches that I pay money to for different reasons. Both of them uh, I have uh, I utilize for kind of specific outcomes, and they both keep me accountable. And it's amazing. It's kind of like having a personal trainer. When you know you've got to show up, you know, you kind of have that urgency that you've got to kind of, um, you know, do what you promised that you were going to do. And I can't imagine not, you know, kind of tapping the, the cranial fluid of an expert and, and getting there faster at age 61. I don't want to go spin my wheels. Absolutely. So, so you know, if somebody is thinking that they want to get into coaching or consulting and, you know, we've already talked about how if you like people and you're a career professional, you're probably a good fit to be a coach or a consultant. But if somebody is saying, yeah, but I don't, I don't even know what I would coach people on. I don't know what I would consult people on. How would you recommend that they get started finding out like where they should be playing in that space? Well, I would say, you know, <laughs> give me five minutes with you and I can, I can, I can help you. Look, the, I think that there's a couple things to think about. Um, you know, first of all, the biggest hurdle that people cross 
is they think that they have to be the smartest person on the planet. And that's just not the case. Um, you know, I have a nine-year-old son who's not the strongest swimmer. I'm certainly not going to be, you know, on the Olympic swimming team anytime soon, but I can certainly help my nine-year-old son swim better. And I think most of us, you know, if you're just a couple of steps ahead of people, that's actually what people are looking for because they don't want the guru. Uh, the guru is, you know, so far gone and so far ahead that while they may be inspirational, you know, they, no, you probably can't relate to them. So the first thing is, you have an ex uh, enough expertise. But I think, you know, um, the second thing I would say with regards to kind of what it is uh, that you would do, you have to find the intersection of the stuff that people will pay for and stuff that you know well about, okay? So what is that expert? Now, it could be professional things. Most people consult in, you know, kind of the industry that they've been in. And coaching is a, you know, kind of a wider, uh, uh, you know, field. There's everything from spiritual healers and life coaches to people that coach on very specific skill sets um, to people that, you know, kind of, you know, you would call tutors because they teach, you know, things like, uh, you know, English as a second language. So there's a whole broad range of things, but you have to find what people are going to pay you money for. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, coaches come in all forms and functions. I mean, there are people who literally just coach software developers on how to find their next job or negotiate a pay increase or something like that. I mean, there are, the niche can be as small or as large as you want to make it. It's about looking in the mirror and saying, what am I good at? And what do people in the market have as pain points and problems that I can solve given my unique experience? Yeah. Let me just, let me just add, uh, add to something that because I actually suffered through this for a while and, you know, you can't, you don't want to be all things to all people. And there's a great Pat Flynn saying that the riches are in the niches, okay? So actually, the tightest that you can get your proposition, you will find a tribe. I, you know, you'll know where to look for them, and you'll find them. And, and I think you want to bring it down and narrow it down. You know, here we are talking to people who are, you know, behind the game in their retirement planning, who may not have anywhere, you know, any nest egg at all. Um, that was certainly the situation that I was in, coming up late in their career, possibly facing age. We're probably, you know, we're way down the funnel in terms of kind of qualifiers to be talking to people about. And uh, if that's you and you're listening to this podcast, you're in the right place. If we were to talk about some broad topic, you'd probably find it uninteresting. So I would say try to drill down as tightly as you can to find that real pain point. And, and, and with regards to the kind of thing you're going to um, uh, uh, coach or, or, or consult on, I really do think that you want to have something that I would consider um, uh, uh, the solution is similar to an aspirin and not a vitamin. What I mean is, if in the middle of the night, this would be something that would annoy someone so much that they would get out of bed and you know go to the store to get an aspirin, that's what that's the kind of uh, analogy I would use, as opposed to something that would be a good to have uh, a vitamin. Yeah, so it's all about severity of the pain and urgency of the pain or urgency to take care of it versus something that's more proactive. Like I take vitamins because it supports my health and, and I'm being proactive about it. It's not really a big concern for me. You want something that somebody wants to get solved or taken care of right now. And that's where you want to insert your coaching or consulting offering. Is that 
Sound right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The more urgent, the more money. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Crank yeah. those rates up. Um, maybe yeah. before we go too much further, uh, let's let's clarify because I think we're going to use the term coaching and consulting interchangeably throughout this episode. And in my mind, the main difference between those is coaching is more typically more one to one. I am I am coaching Ian on specific things about his business or his life or his fitness program or whatever. Whereas consulting is like I may be co- uh, consulting an individual, but the implications are for an entire organization or an entire team or something like that. I, I think I generally agree. I mean, you think of consulting as more in a business to, uh, in a business environment, and you think of coaching more on a personal level. Uh, I suppose you could talk about getting uh, consulting advice on a financial matter, um, but it's it's you know it's six of one half dozen of the other. I think we know what we're talking about. Yeah, and I think maybe uh, additionally, consulting might be a little bit more on the execution side. Like I'm going to give you a plan and help you do it, whereas a coach might be I'm just going to help you with the thought process, the mentality. Here's a plan. You go do it, and then come back to me and tell me how it went, and we'll refine and go from there. So m- maybe that's a slight nuance, but maybe that's a personal opinion that I have. Um, you know, I think maybe that's a good segue into uh, if we're talking about coaching and consulting, what value can you add as a coach or consultant to your clients? So what, what kinds of things do you bring to the table or can you bring to the table that make it worth it for your clients to pay for your time and attention and energy? Um, and then how can you communicate that value to a potential client? I think you have to think really hard about that. Um, you want to be as laser focused as you can because people pay for results. They don't pay for advice. They pay for results. So you want to be focused like a laser on the result that you're going to deliver. Now, it can be something that's ongoing. Okay. And, you know, that's what I do because the, uh, uh, you know, the world is constantly changing, but you're always focused on kind of what is the next result that you're aiming for with someone. And it should be, you know, they should have real clarity about it. And if there's a conversation between, um, you know, a coach and a client and the client doesn't really know what the result is that they're aiming for, that's problematic um, because people pay for results. Yeah. And I think, you know, they're not just paying for your time is the important point here. Getting on the call is not enough. You have to bring something more to the table. You have to say, um, you know, if, if you come on as a coaching client for me, what I am going to do for you in the first session is take you from where you are right now. And you're going to walk away with a six month marketing plan that you can go execute on like something, something pretty tangible. And, you know, I think that what a lot of coaches also bring to the table is, a framework or a structure to the way that they have done similar things in the past. And they say, look, here's the playbook. Here's what I used. Here are the results I got. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to talk you through it. And then you can go and execute on it and not start from scratch. You're going to have a head start on getting the results that you want. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more. You, that, you, that, that just has to be the kind of uh, framework that, that you're talking about. And, and, you know, it's, it's all about the results. I mean, that's why pro athletes do it. I think the the uh, the other thing is that there's kind of this gentle uh, accountability, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, concept um, where you have to, you know, coaching is is something where you're you know you're not buddies, you're 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 holding someone accountable for what they need to do, and there are people that you know will not react necessarily, um, you know, uh, immediately to that, and you know. You, you may or may not have a, a good personality fit, but, you know, if you're going to be effective, you have to kind of find people that don't drain you on the one hand and that will also respond to you. And sometimes you have to fire people because they don't won't respond. 
Yeah, and that's an unfortunate outcome. Um, but you know, you do have to stick to your guns when that happens, and that's part of what makes a good coach is if you're not willing to hold somebody to the fire for the commitments that they've made, then you're not doing your job and you're not being effective as a coach. And um, you know, so so we've talked about how folks can kind of figure out you know what they might have to offer as a coach or a consultant. And we've talked about how they can communicate that value to potential clients. So maybe the next place to go is, um, you know, where do you, would you recommend people go to find their clients? So they know what they want to offer. They kind of know the space they want to play in, but what kind of uh, ponds can they go fish in to find a coaching client? And then how do they approach those people and suggest that coaching service as an option for them? Well, I'll give you my favorite one and then I'll, I want to hear your favorite one. Okay. So my favorite place to go is called amazon.com. Okay. <laughs> and what you do is really simple. You go to Amazon, whatever the topic is, find the book, look at the chapter titles. That'll tell you what people are interested in. And if you can find a half a dozen books and get a spreadsheet out and just copy the, you don't even have to buy the books, although I would recommend you buy the books, <laughs> but just find what the chapter titles are. You'll find out what people are interested in, what they're going to pay for, I bet. What's your favorite? Uh, so I have one that's very close to that. And what I recommend is uh, folks t think about the industry that they want to focus on. So maybe that's healthcare. And then right. go to uh, the websites for the big professional conferences in that space. And then look at the conference agenda. And all of those uh, session topics are all either the solution to the pain point or the pain point itself that people in that space are experiencing. And then you can use that to reverse engineer your coaching offering. And a lot of times you can even find the deck um, or the video recordings of those conferences after the fact, and they're much cheaper than actually attending in person. Um, so you can you can even go a little bit deeper. But like you said, you really just have to copy the titles of the sessions, and you'll have an option there. And then one other place that I love to recommend people go look is just hang out in relevant niche communities online. So find a niche community online, and then look at the people that are complaining. Like if you if you want to coach freelancers on how to build a better freelance business, go to some kind of online community where freelancers hang out and listen to what they're complaining about. Oh, I don't know, should I be an LLC or an S corp and pay myself a salary? Or you know what accounting software do you use? They all look the same to me. I don't. So like all those things are places where you can inject yourself and say, hey, I've been freelancing for 15 years and I went through all of that. I have all the answers. I have a system that works for me, and I'd love to share it with you as a coaching client. What do you think about this setup? I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I go to the Facebook forums and I'm a member of a number of, as I mentioned, a number of e-commerce Facebook forums and find people all the time that are looking for someone who's just a little bit ahead of them. And that, that, you know, where I can add value, I offer a lot of free advice and naturally people uh, uh, approach me individually. And I think it's a wonderful place. Also mention that, you know, for some people, Reddit uh, works really well. So there's uh, some discussion uh, you can get in Reddit and some of the private forums like that too. But forums are an excellent place to be. And, you know, one other place that just came to mind that people love to, uh, I, I say love to complain, but, you know, they love to voice their challenges is Twitter. And you can search by a hashtag or a keyword on Twitter and people are going to say, oh, I'm so frustrated trying to find a project management system that works for me. Or um, I've got, I just keep landing problem clients that uh, don't understand the deliverables of my, my uh, scoping engagement or something like that. And then you can inject yourself there and say, I've run into the same problem. You know, here's an article I wrote. I also do some coaching yeah. if that's something you're interested in. Yeah, I would just caution people that I think what you want to do, you know, when you do figure this out is you want to figure out kind of what is the center of the fairway where, you know, kind of the bulk of the, the thinking is and the bulk of the advice is. 
And what is going to be the, the differentiator that you bring to the table? What's the different perspective that you're going to bring to the table? So keep an eye open for what is the common wisdom as a, 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 and, and how you would contrast what the common wisdom is to what you're providing. So here we talk to people that don't have enough uh, money for retirement and we're not in the you know save your way to prosperity bucket. There's not enough time to invest uh, for most of the people that would care about the Red Pill Retirement Podcast. Here, it's all based not on the, on the nest egg. It's the no nest egg retirement plan. This is all about cash flow. This is all about creating, uh, you know, kind of money um, outside of your day job, which will ultimately uh, sustain you potentially when your career ends. Or if you choose to end your career, will be something that you'd love to do uh, when it ends. So you want to be able to have that kind of alternative spin on things. And, and, and that's what you want to look for too. I think a great way to do that is once you figure out where you want to play, let's say you worked in HR your whole life and you want to be a career coach, uh, just Google career coach and look at the first three or four pages of results and start capturing the websites of those other career coaches out there. If you lay those websites out next to each other, let's say you lay five out, I bet three of them say pretty much the exact same thing. And then the other two might have a slight tweak to it. But if you can find a differentiating offer, or you can focus on a sub-community. Like I am a career coach for software developers who are looking to leverage their current salary to get a higher one at some other company. Boom. Like that, that is, that is a niche right there. And um, that, that's kind of an evolutionary process that coaches can go through when they're getting their start. Yeah. No one, no one wants to talk to somebody who has, you know, kind of broad experience. Um, everything is all about proper segmentation I mean, just in every industry, I don't care if you're in the banking and finance industry like I'm in, you know, legal practices are segmented by, you know, kind of the, the disciplines for the various industries they take. Investment banks, you can go industry after industry, it's the same way. And it's exactly the same way in coaching. You know, the, 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 the person that the elite athlete that's the running back is looking for is probably someone that has the skill sets and has probably, you know, been a running back or only coached running backs. You know, that's the way I would think about it um, in, in using a sports analogy or a sports example. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a reason that some of the best athletes uh, end up retiring and becoming coaches because one, they still love the game and they can't get away from it and they want it to be a part of their life. But two, they have a unique experience. And if I am uh, an aspiring NFL running back and there is a team that has a coach, there's a former NFL running back, it'll be the running back's coach, where do you think I'm going? Like, where do you, where do you think I want to be? I want to learn from that guy because he's a hall of famer. He was one of the most elite running backs ever. And I want him to coach me so that I can achieve the same results. That's exactly what we're talking about, but just in a business setting. Yeah. So, so one of the untold things in this results category that we were talking about is the whole mindset issue, right? And, and someone who's been in those shoes knows what's going on in their head. Okay. And I will tell you, um, you know, when, when you know that you've found someone that's been there before and they know what you're thinking about and, and they can, you know, you know, they can put themselves in your shoes and, you know, you connect, they connect with you, you know, you found the right person. Well, there's, yeah. And there's also a reason that, um, when you graduate medical school, you don't just become a doctor, you go through residency and you shadow other surgeons and you look over their shoulder and they say, Hey, you know, when you come in here for the first time, you're going to want to do this, but that's going to cause a problem. And here's what you do instead. And here's my method for it. That's just a form of coaching. We've just systematized it and we call it a residency instead of coaching, but that's really what it is. 
Well, and by the way, the first time, you know, uh, a young physician has someone die on the table, I'm sure it's an older physician that puts their arm around them and says, look, this is what, this is what happens. This is what we deal with, you know, in, in our chosen profession. And, you know, I, you know, fortunately that's not my profession, but that, you know, that's the kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of situation that you, you need to, uh, fine is something where you can anticipate what what the person that you're going to be uh, talking to what they're going to be going through next. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point because it's not just about training and teaching; it's about that support system and some sure. of the accountability measures that we talked about. Um, so, you know, we talked about how to find your niche. We talked about where to find clients and how to approach them. Maybe we'll get a little bit more tactical in how do you get your start? What kind of tools and resources do you need to get started? I know it doesn't take much, but maybe talk about what you use because I know you do some coaching or what you recommend yeah. other people use to get started quickly. You know, we chatted about this a little bit before and there are a number of high ticket courses that can help people. And I have not used the high ticket courses because I've gone the other direction, which is what we talked about, which is actually drilling down on kind of what are the results that people are looking for. And I think I figured out those things in a couple of different areas where, you know, I coach people. You know, one is from my professional work, which is what we're talking about here. Um, and, and, you know, having gone through this, I think I can coach people and, and anticipate the problems. And I certainly have walked in their shoes. In the e-commerce world, we you know, have done the same thing. And so we're just a little bit ahead, a few years ahead of somebody who's not done anything. So I haven't done the big ticket courses. I suppose that if you were really you know, kind of lost and wanted to, to start at ground zero, you could, you, could, you could spend a couple of thousand dollars. But I don't think that they would help you necessarily find the the, the perfect niche. I think that I think that you can you can do that in in you know in our community we have people doing that every day, um, and we're certainly not you know the two thousand dollar you know one time uh, you know kind of course uh, uh, mode at all. So you know I, I think it's I think it's you know looking deep within using this framework around what is the um, you know, kind of the result that you're going to d deliver people thinking of the three or four or five steps that it's going to take to get there. And then, you know, uh, uh, scoping it out, putting it on, on paper. And, you know, once you've been able to find a few people that will actually send you money for it, then you can take that money and you can invest in a presence like a website and other things that might attract people, ultimately create uh, everything from uh, initial offers for people to buy all the way to very high ticket offers. You know, there's a there's a whole food chain of things that you can do. But the first thing I think you want to do in order to prove your concept is find people that will give you any little bit amount of money to pick your brain on some topic that you can you know reasonably help and figure out where that's going to go. Yeah, it really doesn't take much to get started. I think at a basic level, you can come up with maybe three to five ideas that you have for coaching services you can offer. Put those in a one-page Word document or a Google Doc and just start showing those to people that you think could be benefit, could benefit from your services and see if you can get a couple people to um, take on and sign on with you. And then all you need is a payment processor and some kind of video conferencing platform like what we're using today. And you can start coaching right away. And if you want to even fall short of that, just create a profile on a site like clarity.fm and start start shipping that link around and say, here are the coaching services I offer. You can sign up yeah. and, and just get your first few clients. And then, like you said, use that to level up 
establish a website. Uh, and then maybe once you have a niche and you have your process set up, then maybe that expensive course makes sense. So you can see how you can improve your coaching process based on somebody else's uh, rather than taking that as gospel from the start. Yeah, I think uh, absolutely what you want to do, you know, is, 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 you know, start to get involved and try and scope out where you think you can add some value for people and then, you know, come up with kind of what the, uh, uh, the results are that you would be able to deliver people, scope those out in, in a document, you know, kind of, you know, talk that through, see if it makes sense when you can find people that will actually, you know, kind of pay for, for that. And, you know, then you can develop your presence and ultimately, you know, to turbocharge your, your efforts, you'll figure out what you need to get to the next level. Maybe you're having problems attracting clients. Maybe you're having problems developing your, your, your uh, sequence of offers. Um, but you can then, you know, kind of like a laser focus on where you need help, as opposed to throwing a whole bunch of money at, you know, kind of an all in comprehensive coaching program that, you know, is not really going to be uh, niche focused. It's going to be on, you know, very, very generalized. You know, there, there isn't, uh, there aren't niche focused coaching programs really that, 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 that I, that I know of for most people. So what we're talking about really is validate your concept first and then go for that course to figure out how to process, uh, systematize it, you know, make your processes and scale it up from there so that you can increase your earning potential. I think maybe that's a good place for us to kind of tie things together is I think people are listening at home and saying, all right, great. I love all this. So what's in it for me? What, what do I stand to earn as a coach? And what is my time commitment and my energy commitment and my resource commitment that I am sacrificing to generate those earnings? And how do I do that maybe in parallel with the day job that I already have? And I know that you have that experience, Ian. So what, what thoughts do you have around that? Well, you know, the, the, uh, the rates you can, you know, the rates you get are directly dependent on the, on the, the, um, the results that you deliver. Um, you know, in general, people that do things in the B2C space, you know, are less well paid than people that are doing things in the B2B place. And the reason for that is really very simple. It goes back to Robert Kiyosaki's stuff when you're selling people and they're paying out of their own pocket. It's going to, they're going to be stingier than if you're paying to somebody who's running a business and they can use it as a write-off. And, you know, that's, that's generally true in, in most things, you know, in, in this world. Um, but, you know, you know, uh, good high-end coaching is, you know, something that is, um, you know, you know, the sky is the limit. So, um, I, you know, I would hazard a guess to anyone listening, uh, you know, you can, you know, you can do everything from, you know, kind of tutor people in English to do, you know, very sophisticated coaching that's, you know, $10,000, you know, for, or, you know, or more for a year you know, um, with, you know, very defined um, uh, parameters where you have very little one-on-one. -on -one. You can do group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, kind of the, the number of, of different iterations are, are really unlimited. So you can find things that, you know, kind of fit um, the lifestyle that you want to have. You can find things that fit the, the, um, uh, the, the way the results work in the area that you're coaching and kind of, you know, figure it out. But I would say early on, what you want to do is do a fair amount of one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you get direct feedback uh, uh, and, and are able to attack uh, what people, um, you, know, are, you know, are on people's minds and, and then ultimately take that and spin that into something that you can uh, more broadly apply. So, 
you know, err to do more one-on-one coaching early on and let, and think about that. You'll probably do less of that later. Yeah. And I think what you just said is a great summary of why the, of the three buckets that we're going to talk about coaching, consulting, freelancing, and e-commerce coaching might be one of the most attractive because the barrier to entry is the lowest. Um, the earning potential is still uncapped and you can scale it up or down to fit your specific needs. It doesn't take a whole lot of tech and you already have the expertise. So I think that's the whole reason why we put this episode together today is because this is a great way for folks to get started and explore entrepreneurship kind of, um, you know, passively or, or, or on their own, at their own discretion. And then if it's not a good fit, they could try something else, but it's easy to get started. It's easy to figure out if it is a right fit. All you got to do is take that action today. So um, maybe before we wrap up here, Ian, do you have any parting words for the folks at home? I know we're running short on time. We could go another 30 minutes on this. Maybe we will in a future episode. Look, I think we could probably do a whole nother 30 minutes on, 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 on coaching. I think it's a wonderful place. You know, what we'll do is we'll go get uh, a couple of coaches to come on, on the program and, and, uh, and get people a, uh, a chance to hear a couple of different flavors. But there are seven-figure coaches out there, and there are people that just do it part-time. So it's a wonderful place for someone to start. All right. You heard it there. He committed. We're going to get a couple coaches on in a future episode. We'll talk about specifically how they got their start, what their systems look like, and how they run their coaching business, maybe even on the side of a full-time day job in a traditional office setting. So looking forward to those conversations. Ian, thank you so much, as always, for your time and your insights today. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode and those future episodes about specific coaching examples. James, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks again for, uh, for, uh, for being the host today. Yeah, same to you. Take care. Thanks. All right, folks. So there you have it. That wraps up my conversation with Ian Bond, who is always good for a few knowledge bombs every time we talk. But before we let you go, let's quickly recap what we talked about in today's episode. First, we talked about the importance of and the demand for coaching services in the market. We talked about how all elite performers, including athletes, surgeons, and CEOs, have some kind of a coach that helps them get the best performance out of themselves every time they take the field, enter the operating room, or hit the boardroom. We also talked about how to find what type of coaching you are qualified to provide. And what we talked about there was how you should take your skills, your interests, your personal experiences, and combine them with existing pain points that are in the market and figure out where the overlap of the two happens and use that to dictate where you start to explore what kind of coaching services you can offer. We also talked about how you should prioritize the pain points that are both severe and urgent. So something that people want to solve very quickly or something that is very painful for them in their business. And that is where you want to focus your coaching efforts as you get in front of prospective clients. Next, we talked about how to establish your offering and find your first clients. We shared a couple of tips and tricks like reverse engineering your coaching offering by searching Amazon for uh, books that are about the same kind of topic or space that you'd like to play in, looking at those chapter titles and letting those dictate the coaching services that you offer. We talked about a similar strategy that you can use by finding the professional conferences that exist in the industry you want to focus on and looking at the titles of the individual sessions that are on the agenda. Those can often be a great indicator of pain points in the market and places where you can do more research for how you might be able to deliver value you as a coach or consultant. Next, we talked about how you can tap into existing networks or communities where people are complaining about business problems that they have and use those conversations as opportunities to open the door for potential coaching clients. The next big topic we talked about was what it takes to get started. 
And the interesting point here is it really doesn't take much. You can get started as a coach or a consultant with a simple Word document that outlines your offering and what people need to invest to get the results that you're promising them, a conference calling solution like Zoom or Skype, and some way to accept payment from them, whether that's PayPal or Stripe or even check. Uh, it really doesn't take much to get started. All you need is the skills, expertise, potential clients, and a way to communicate with them and deliver the value through conversations and accountability and meetings. And finally, we talked about what you can expect to earn and what you can expect to sacrifice in exchange for those earnings. And the fact of the matter here is the earning potential for a coach or a consultant is unlimited and the time commitment can be as much or as little as you want, which I think when you take that last point in combination with the handful that we covered right before that, pretty much sums up why coaching is an excellent option for someone who is looking to establish an additional income stream as a way to catch up or accelerate their retirement savings. So I love this topic that we talked about today. As always, we'll link up any tools or resources we discussed in the show notes, and those are available at redpillretirement.com. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And if you haven't already, you consider subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review in your favorite podcast directory. So until next time, best of luck in all that you do, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Red Pill Retirement Podcast.